No, in fact, that's not all I can say. I have a lot to say, alhamdulillah. Mubarak to all our matriculants, the class of 2023, an improvement all around. Mashallah, it is so... It is so rewarding as a former teacher to know that somewhere, somewhere along the line, I had a hand in some child's life. And myself and every educator, from the time the child was in nursery school, preschool, grade one, going through intermediate phase, high school, and matric, alhamdulillah, all of us had a little bit of a contribution that we made to this child's life. And alhamdulillah, these children walk out with them trick certificate alhamdulillah to my beloved youth that are listening in today the world is your oyster please make a mindful decision of the career path that you want to choose whether it's through a university through a college if you decide that you want to take a gap year and decide in a, in a very very educated manner of what you want to do alhamdulillah may allah accept from you increase you in knowledge wisdom and understanding make you the flag bearers of islam and make you from among those whom he allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with also a reminder to those children who may not be very happy with their results it's okay it's not the end of the world it's not a stumbling block remember when things don't always go your way there are hidden blessings in everything you can try again it's not as complicated as it used to be before those children who did not pass their matric exam it's not the end of the world for you either you can always try again this year remember anytime things don't work out in your favor learn the lesson change your mindset change your attitude get a different game plan and inshallah you will be successful so remember alhamdulillah hidden blessings in everything to all the parents who have sacrificed so many years so much of your time so much of your love and compassion and your encouragement may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you because ultimately you yes the mother the father ya ummi ya abati you are and will always be your children's best teacher and that's exactly our topic for today which inshallah i will be going solo with because this is a topic that is very dear to me yes your children start formal schooling when they go to grade r actually more grade one and then in the maktab i understand but dear mothers ya ummi that child is in your womb from the time that child is in your womb he or she is listening and absorbing from outside dear father ya abati when the child is born it is upon your lap and the mother's lap that your child enters his or her first maktab and then school so remember that it doesn't matter how great a school may be how many a's a school may produce how many 100% uh, pass mark a school may have that initial education and constant education and was and motivation and sacrifice comes from you the parents the children who don't have a mother or don't have a father and have a parent that is a single parent you should be even more grateful to your parents for 
playing a double role. Also, for those who don't have any parents, whether it's your grandparents, whether it could be adopted parents, whether it's family members or caregivers, please go up to them and thank them for taking the role as parents to ensure that, alhamdulillah, today you can say, I completed my grade 12 and my matric. Not only that, I completed grade 1, I completed grade 4, I completed grade 7. Whatever it is that you have, remember, it's not something that you can do alone. It's the sacrifice, it's the dua, it's the motivation, it's the encouragement, it's the love, it's the nurturing of someone else. So please go up to these adults in your life and thank them. Thank them. Thank your mother and father for nagging. Thank your parents for insisting, go and study. Thank them for every sacrifice they have made for you. Because alhamdulillah, you are where you are today because of their duas. Your success is the answer duas of your parents, your grandparents, and everyone who loves you. So please don't forget that. Also, please make dua for your teachers in the maktab as well as in the school. Because remember this. Remember this as well. Every teacher, whether you have been in that person's classroom or not, every teacher, whether it was an extracurricular activity, an extramural activity, whether it was tuition, whether it was whatever it was you were doing, you gained from that person. You benefited from their knowledge, their skills, their values, their attitude. Alhamdulillah. Sadaqah ijariya for them. And when you share this, then alhamdulillah, blessings for you. Make dua for them. Remember in life, every person that you meet is your teacher as you are theirs. Again, my humble request to our beloved listeners, especially the youth out there who are still undecided with a career path or what will they be doing after grade 12. Please, please be mindful of what you decide to do this year. Take the guidance of your parents. Your parents will never guide you wrong. Take the guidance of professionals in that field that you are thinking of going into. Maybe shadow someone in their job and ask yourself, can I do this? Know your skills, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, know where you are heading. Also, bear in mind that the field that you choose to get into, first and foremost, will it bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or will it take you away? In the sense that, will you be able to perform your salah on time? Will you be able to spend time at home? Will you be able to sustain this job when you get older and decide to get married and have a family. These are all the things we need to bear in mind now. Yes, we all want money. We want to be financially independent. We need money to survive. We need money to get our basic needs. That is important. But you also need to understand, so is family. So is your passion. Will you like what you do? And bearing all of this in mind, may Allah guide you to make the right decision, inshallah. And that is my dua for you and my opening message to our beloved listeners. So when I talk about parents being children's greatest teachers, many children that I've got to interact with during the December holiday time, and especially now in January, were not very happy to return back to school. Some said, oh, I'm going to go back to homework. Others said, oh, it's going to be back to assessments. Other ones said, oh, I have to wake up early in the morning. There were some parents that also said, oh, back to routine. Now I need to look at my watch all the time. Now I need to do rounds. I understand, and sometimes it can become a tedious task. But I just want you to consider something that I'm going to say right now, and I'm going to say, lend me your heart. There are children walking around in Gaza, in Palestine, 
There are children walking around in Yemen, in Syria, refugee children in Lebanon, in many places around the world. There's Congo, right here in South Africa, Malawi, Zimbabwe, many, many places who are praying to go to school, who are praying to go to the maktab, who wish they could have their stationery and have their school bag and go with their friends to this place of learning and learn and grow and use their skills so they can have a better life and change the situations that they are in right now. So often what we take for granted, others are praying for. So yes, you may feel a little bit despondent because we do become a little bit lexy-daisy during the holiday time and that's fine. That is okay. It's normal. But don't dwell on it, because like I said, what we take for granted, others are praying for. Also remember this. Thank the Almighty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for this ni'mah, for this blessing that you have an opportunity to go to school and maktab. Alhamdulillah. School and maktab. And I'm going to reinforce school and maktab because both are very important. In fact, the maktab even more. Especially in the times that we are living in right now, with so much of uncertainty, with so much of political unrest, with so much going on around us that we as adults can't fathom or deal with on in a psychological level or mental level. Imagine how children need to make sense of the changes in this world today. And now more than ever to create a place for safety, a haven for contentment and afia. It's the home, the parents' lap, the parents' communication. And how do we do that, my beloved parents, my beloved listeners? Now more than ever, perform salah in Jama'at with your children. Take your sons with you to the masjid. Sit with your daughters and your sons and make zikr. Make talim compulsory in your homes. Talk about the seerah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Discuss the lives of the prophets of Allah, the sahabas, the great women in Islam. Speak about the faraid. Speak about sunnah. Speak about wajib. Speak about what is prohibited in Islam. The best teachers are ultimately parents. And when you have these conversations with your children, you are going to be so surprised that your children will be able to contribute to this conversation and teach you as well. Remember as adults, there was a time when we went to Madresa and maybe you know, at that time, our alims and Ustad taught us as best as they knew and from what they knew, may Allah accept from them. And once we learn more, because remember in our deen, al-Islam, we're constantly learning. So you may be surprised how you your tajweed can improve from what your child is teaching you or your knowledge of the sira of of so many aspects of deen can be improved or things that you can learn that you didn't know so in this engagement that you are having with your children in this communication in this time you are learning from them as they are learning from you alhamdulillah but what would be the next step the next step would be put it into practice i say this every week i've been saying this since 2017 since the inception of you stalk 
children learn more from what we do rather than what we say. So you be their example. You be the role model for your children to emulate. Whether your child is three or your child is 33, remember you are a parent, you have a responsibility, you have a duty because your children are an amana to you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask you, what did you teach your child? What legacy did you leave behind? What are the good deeds that your children are doing for you right now when you were in your cupboard and you wonder to yourself, what have I taught my children? So as much as we know, there's excitement for the new grade that your child is in, the excitement for yourself, maybe also, like I said, sometimes children may be a little bit hesitant to get back into that routine, but alhamdulillah, they will, they will, they will settle down. So also, what I think is so, so important, that our attitude towards our children's education. Before your child goes to school, there are so many life skills that children need to learn from home. And this is not the responsibility of the school. As I speak to you now, my beloved listeners, I am certain there are many parents that are not listening in today, right now, because they are attending parent meetings today or orientation meetings, which is a common practice in many schools around South Africa on the first Saturday of a new term as we are all aware that the academic school year started so if you are missing out on this remember there will be a podcast available on monday but for other family members that are listening in today i can guarantee you teachers are going to say to you please communicate with us please understand that we are all on the same team it's not you against us we are working in collaboration and teachers are also going to ask you to please ensure that your children do their homework to please openly communicate with them if there is a problem to let them know if there is any changes in your home any life-altering changes like relocation divorce death of a loved one maybe a child has a health issue Maybe there's somebody in the home that's not feeling well. Remember, all of these life-altering changes do impact the way your child learns. If parents are going through something difficult right now, whether it could be something regarding unemployment, maybe could be moving into a new house, maybe it could be downscaling and going to a smaller house, maybe it could be somebody coming to live with you, maybe it could be a mom having a new baby, maybe it could be a separation, whatever happens, life happens, have these open discussions with your children. Create an atmosphere of love, of safety, of security, of emotional stability, so your children are able to concentrate when they are at school or in the maktab without having to second guess what is happening at home. Remember that environment that you create at home, that environment of peace, of afia, of safety, that is very important because that is the the, the foundation upon which your child comes out from that house. That is their safety net. So if there are things going on at home, whether somebody is ill, like I said, the various examples that I've shared with you, please have communication with your children. Don't think that a five-year-old doesn't know what's going on. Trust me, a five-year-old is much, much more alert and astute than you can imagine. Have open communication. Discuss changes that are going through. Reassure your children that everything is going to be okay. Reassure them that they are loved, that they are in a safe environment, and that they should always remember they can come up to you and communicate with you 
absolutely any time. The moment you tell your children, I'm too busy, I'm not focused on this, I'm busy with this, or you're speaking to your child with gestures, but your face is glued to a tablet or to a cell phone, you are telling your child, you don't matter. You are not a priority. What I'm focused on now is important. And later, as I said this before many times, I'm going to say it again. When your child does not communicate with you and starts speaking to other people and leaves you out of his or her life, please don't cry because you opened the door for that or closed the door for that. So please be very, very mindful of all of this. I can also guarantee you now that during these orientation meetings that are probably taking place right now or probably over around the country, parents will be told by teachers, please ensure what type of lunch you give to your children. Please ensure that the, the uniform is, 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 is correct. Please ensure that the stationery is labeled. And as annoying this may, as this may sound, and sometimes parents probably say, every year I go to these meetings and every year I hear the same thing. Reason being that many parents sometimes do forget. Like I said, life happens. And these simple, simple things that you need to be reminded of are many things that people actually forget. This is also a way for you to engage with the school and the maktab where your child attends, getting to know who is the principal, what is the culture of that school or maktab, what is their mission and vision, what are they hoping to achieve, who are the people that my ch child is going to be engaging with, who is my child's teacher, is she or he someone who walks their talk, what is their persona like, is this person loving, is this person open to communication? Communication. Can I approach this person and speak to them of my concerns regarding my child's education or anything that's going on at home so myself and this person can engage openly for the betterment of my child? So when you attend these meetings, it's not just about you being present and you signing a register and you saying I went for the meeting. It's giving you a perspective, an idea of where your child has been enrolled in, other parents that you will engage with, other children that you will observe, who your child will be friends with, inshallah, knowing the environment, and also knowing how you as parents can give back to the school. There are many parents that are qualified in different professions or are very well skilled in maybe um, different um, activities, like, you know, you artisans or you have these skills in something else. You can impart that knowledge to other learners in a school. Many schools have career days. Maybe you can assist the school and maktab, alhamdulillah, that's also taking ownership of your child's education and taking ownership of the school or the maktab that your child is in, making you even more actively participating in your child's education. And how amazing is that? It's also your way of giving back to the community, alhamdulillah, win-win situation for many, many people, which sometimes we could forget. We could forget because we get so caught up in life. So, when you show your children that I love you, I am with you through this, I am hands-on, you prove it through your actions. I'm also going to beg you, my beloved listeners, please, 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 I'm asking you this from my heart. Don't let today, or if you had an orientation day before, be the first and only day that you are present at a school or maktab meeting. Because sadly, that is what happens. Parents come on the first day, and then you don't see them ever. 
literally ever. They don't come for other meetings. They're always too busy. They can't make um, time to, to address issues that you may have. Sometimes the cell phone numbers are incorrect and they don't even think about phoning the schools or the maktabs and correcting it and changing it. What happens in a case of an emergency? So please don't let today be the first and only meeting. Have that open door policy where parents as well as the school most importantly, the teacher are all on the same team with one goal in mind, which is the success of the children in your care. That's very, very, very important. And obviously, that is what is needed to ensure that your child benefits from the school and maktab, knowing that your child has your guidance, your love, your commitment, and having all of that, how can your child not be successful? Ask yourself. Inshallah, after the ad break, there are some points that I would like to discuss that I feel are important reminders for listeners to practice in their lives. So inshallah, obviously, it will impact the lives of the children under your care. And inshallah, after the ad break, we will be continuing. Please don't go away. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A'udhu billahi minash shaitani rajeem. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. I am Bibi Aisha Lahir, but you already know that. And today on Youth Talk, we're talking about parents are their children's best teachers. Yes, you are. And if you think for one minute that it is the responsibility of society, of the community, of grandparents, of teachers, of people in a school and in a maktab to teach your child good manners, to teach your child to be a good human being, then how will you answer to Allah, my beloved listeners? Remember, children are in amana, entrusted to you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And until your eyes close, whether your child is a child, a teenager, or an adult, you are and will always be the parent, and you have a right and an obligation to tell your adult child as well if he or she is wrong and guide them on to the right path of deen. That is your duty as a parent. Like you say, once a parent, always a parent. Even if there is a divorce, remember you can divorce yourself from your partner but you cannot divorce yourself from your child you will and will always be this person's mother or father and your responsibilities are the same in fact when there's a divorce it's even more because more effort needs to be made so please be present in the lives of your children because you know that these children are an amana to you may Allah grant ease to everybody also what I think is very very important for us to highlight we often hear this and now I think more than ever when we speak about the changes in the use of today. My question to everyone or my response is who is bringing them up? When you say you want a certain behavior in your son or in your daughter, are you modeling that behavior? If you show respect to your elderly parents, if you go to visit your elderly parents and make their khidmat and spend quality time with them, take them on holidays, take them on outings, make salah with them, spoil them and pamper them, are you not teaching your children to do that as well, making that act of kindness so normal and so, so natural for them, so when you get older, your child will do that for you too. 
ask yourself are you reading your salah on time are you making time for zikr are you making time for quran are you reading salah in jamaat are you doing acts of charity and taking your child with because once you do that again for your child whether your child is again remember i'm talking of children it's not just 3 year olds or 5 year olds it's up until 25 in fact up until 65 that's still your child do things together because in that way your child is learning from you and when you are making dua your child is also going to make dua for you and your child will see that this is not just lip service this is my parent walking they talk and it becomes so second nature for your child and when your child grows up and he or she is a parent as well it will become second nature for their child and that reward comes back to you subhanallah what a legacy to leave behind sometimes as parents it's normal and i can say this as a former teacher it was normal for me as well where i would meet parents and be annoyed with them i may have been judgmental towards them may allah forgive me for my shortcomings but sometimes we expect a certain behavior and etiquette from parents which we we would assume to be common sense and basic etiquette sometimes obviously parents would feel the same I may have had a bad day or maybe the parents may have had a bad day maybe they may have been miscommunication or um poor understanding and we may have said something nasty to each other or may have not behaved in a manner that was expected we are human beings we make mistakes but what is a beautiful lesson to be learned from here to say i am sorry please forgive me for my shortcomings also if for whatever reason there is miscommunication and misunderstanding and a problem occurs as parents and us on the teacher side we may have said something negative about a child's parent parents may say something negative about teachers the moment you do that whether it's a teacher in a school or in a madrasa the moment you do that in front of your child you are opening the doors for this child to now show disrespect now to their teacher and that is incorrect which child will learn from an adult that he or she does not respect whether it's a parent whether it's a teacher irrespective of what our opinions may be of each other may allah forgive us if they are negative may allah grant us the ability to see the good in everyone and understand the context but always speak positively of a child's parents for teachers that are listening in today and for family members always speak positively of your children's teachers whether it's in a madrasa or in a school in that way you teach your child respect for elders respect for your ustad and those are beautiful habits that we need to have and always have if you have a difference in opinion deal with that privately but never show disrespect on either side because you are teaching a child how to play one against the other and that is not correct also which is very very important remember as parents you need to understand that you will be a parent for life as teachers we have your child for one year so teach your child through your own practice through your actions to show respect to everyone 
adults and children, irrespective of race, religion, color, creed, irrespective of disabilities, show every child that you meet love and kindness. Show every adult that you meet basic courtesy. Greet them with salam. If they are not Muslim, greet them as well. Be polite. Lend a hand where you can. Do not discriminate. Do not give preference because of race. Because in that way, through your actions, once again, you are laying the foundation upon which your child sees the world. Remember, children are not born with hate. Hate is a negative emotion. It is a learned emotion. When your child sees that you are kind to everybody, you have manners towards everybody, you show respect to women, to men, to the elderly, to children who have special needs, to people who are struggling, that is the behavior that your child is going to grow up with. If your child is in, in, in an environment where there's constant criticism, where there's constant screaming and shouting and hatred and comparison and sibling rivalry and jealousy and constant complaints and constant negativity, your child will do one of two things. Either mimic that behavior and that cycle of negativity will continue or your child will break away and be the change. So let us try to make the environment in which we are in one of peace and calm. One of forgiveness. One of admitting when we make a mistake. As parents, sometimes you can also lose your temper and say something that you don't mean. Go up to your children and ask them to forgive you. That's a beautiful way of teaching children there's nothing wrong in asking for math that actually helps to build character, it builds integrity, and if we expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us, then we should also ask for, for forgiveness when we make a mistake. To parents that are alienated from their children for whatever reason, that are crying to be around their children, this is your child, and I promise you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it so that you can spend time with your children. For those parents who are keeping their children away from the other parent for whatever reason you know best, but also think to yourself, you cannot separate a child from their parent. Also, please remember, be the type of person who helps others, who motivates others, who is not competitive, who is somebody who knows their ability and strives to be the best version of them. It's also a way of showing your child, don't feel envious if somebody does better than you, whether it could be a sibling, it could be a cousin, it could be a classmate. Be happy for that other child. Be happy for that other person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take away from you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you more. These are the qualities and skills and mannerisms that if we as parents and teachers have, this is what children learn. And remember, they learn more from home than what they learn at school and the madrasa. Also, it's very, very important to not always put blame on other people. Sometimes, as parents, we get caught up in our own lives or we have this impression of how amazing our son or daughter is that we fail to notice 
that this child is also capable of making mistakes also capable of being a bully also capable of hurting others and what do we do we shift the blame we would blame the school blame the teachers blame the other child we don't take responsibility and accountability to see why is my son or daughter displaying this negative emotion what have i done to rectify it or perpetuate it or to allow it and how do i fix it the worst thing would be for any parent to be told that your child is hurting somebody else. I don't think any parent would like that. And if you are told that, please be mindful that it came from a teacher or the school principal or the madrasa principal or another parent because that person also wants to see the children happy and they also want your child to change their negative behavior. So it's not it's not coming from a place of judgment it's not coming from a place of you are a bad parent it's coming from i care about you i care for your child how can we fix this so let's always try even when you're getting a negative comments when there's parent meetings at schools or in the madrasa don't take that negative comment like i'm a bad parent i failed as a parent what did i do take it as constructive criticism ask yourself how do i make this better when you have a win win situation in mind or a win win attitude that is exactly what life is going to be for you it's going to be win win you always going to see good in everything and you learn from the negative and those are beautiful life lessons that your children learn from you alhamdulillah how amazing is that also when it comes to solving problems look for a situation where again like i said win win teach children how to handle conflict teach children how to win with dignity but to lose with honor if your child is constantly competing with others this child is going to be stressed this child is going to have lots of anxiety and become difficult explain to your child the only person he or she needs to be competing with is him or herself remind your children of how much you love them put your arms around them give them a kiss on their forehead which is sunnah our beloved nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to do that spend time with them tell them how much you love them and how proud you are of them if they make a mistake say to them i was not happy if so and so um did this and you did this and this is what you did let us see how we can fix this praise your children's efforts but most importantly remind them of how much you love them because i don't think any child can say to you that i don't like hearing how much my father or mother loves me it's a beautiful way of reassuring your child how much you do you don't know what happens to your child when your child leaves their door every morning you don't even know if you're going to see your child return home that evening you don't know the challenges that your children are facing they go through bullying they have social issues they have to deal with at school at madrasa they could be challenges with their learning they could have difficulty with communication they could have problems with friends there's so much that our youth go through today and each and every one of them react to problems differently some perpetuate the bad behavior others become aloof others fall victim to peer pressure others become difficult at home read 
the nonverbal communication. Understand what your children are not saying. Be hands-on. Know who are their friends. Meet their friends. Meet their friends' parents. Understand who your child is socializing with, engaging with, speaking to. Be mindful of how your children dress. Are they dressing in accordance with of what we say in Islam? Is your child listening to things that you wouldn't be happy with? Is your child watching things that you wouldn't be happy with? There are so many parents, believe it or not, who don't even know what grade their child is going to. Why is that? Poor communication? That should never, ever be the reason. Also, when I say teach your child soft skills, that comes from you. How do you speak to people who cannot do anything for you? Example, when you go into a grocery store, how do you speak to the person who packs the shelves? How do you address the cashier when you are paying for what you've bought? How do you speak to the car guard? How do you address the people that may be on the street, that may not be driving very well, and you have a bit of road rage? All of this, your words, your actions, your nonverbal communication is teaching your children how to behave and later when you are told your son is behaving like this or your daughter is doing the thing that cannot be it must be the friends it must be the cousin it must be that we fail to understand that maybe it's me because that's something many of us don't want to do and the reason why i'm highlighting all of these points is because we care, and these are important reminders, that as much as we want our children to excel in school and in madrasa when it comes to their academics, the lasting impression of any human being will be their soft skills. The lasting impression would be the skills, the characteristics, the traits that money cannot buy. And that is compassion, love, empathy, courage, kindness, sincerity, honesty, loyalty, integrity, trust, helping those in need, showing kindness to a child that may be struggling. If you are running a race and somebody falls down, go back and lend your hand and help the other children up. If there's somebody that may forgot their lunch that day, offering your lunch and sharing with that person. If you know somebody is struggling financially, maybe packing an extra bit of a sandwich or fruit and taking it to that person. When there's somebody that may be struggling in a particular subject, your child going to that person and saying, can I help you without having a teacher saying it? Those soft skills are the values and attitudes and knowledge that you can impart on your child. And these acts of kindness will win a place in that person's heart for your child always. Your child will be remembered in that other child's du'as. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with your child. And that reward comes to who, my beloved listeners, to you. Showing respect for elders 
visiting the elders in our family, pointless going to the mayor of the elders in the family. If you are living in the same town, did you go to visit your grandmother? Did you go to visit your grandfather? Have you seen your, your uncle or aunt who is sick? Are you taking their duas? Because when they pass away, it's pointless saying, I should have went. The time is now. And when you have all these acts of kindness that you spread around, how can you not be successful in your life? Academic performance is very important. But remember, as human beings, we need holistic education. And holistic education means your academics, your spiritual growth, your emotional intelligence, your good mental health, your psychological thinking. How are you thinking of others? Do you think negatively of others? Are you happy for others? Remember, when we have constant negative thoughts, that means something within us is not at peace. What are we doing to fix it? Also, another very, very important aspect that I want to highlight today, my beloved listeners, grandparents that are listening in today, uncles, aunts, family members, we always say it takes a village to raise a child. Don't ever look at a child that's going through some difficulty and say, oh, I'm so happy it's not my child, rather that person than mine. Don't do that. Because your child could be facing that same dilemma you don't know in the future. Don't point fingers at somebody else's child because remember there are four fingers pointing back at you. Be of assistance to another person's child. If you know of another person, an, an adult, a parent who is going through some challenge with their son or daughter, it could be drug related, it could be behavior issues, it could be a learning problem, whatever it is, don't inquire in a manner that makes it sound like you are prying inquire in a manner to say how can i assist what can i do to make things better because remember like we say it takes a village to raise a child one person's child may face some difficulty today that child tomorrow could be the reason other people are motivated and inspired that child who would be labeled today as something negative tomorrow could be the only child lending a hand to you or your child. So this attitude of stereotypes and judgment and negativity should be destroyed in the home. And how is that best destroyed? When parents don't entertain such communication and when parents don't see that negativity in others, constantly looking for the good in others, constantly looking how to help, constantly reminding themselves and the children under their care, let us do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make, will be happy with. Will Nabi be happy with me? Treat others the way you want people to treat you. Be the example of the change that you want in other people. Also, do remember that you need to also be assertive. Parents, teach your children to stand up for justice, to stand up for the truth, to stand up for what is right, but it must be done respectfully. If your child is being bullied or if somebody that your child knows is being bullied, teach your child to give that other person courage and to stand up for the truth to speak for those who can't speak, to be a beacon of hope for someone who may be going through some difficulty or challenge. I promise you, you don't know when the tables can turn. So when we are expecting our children to have a certain way of living, 
are we living that way? So, my beloved listeners, yes, parents are their children's best teachers. And parents also, as you are going along, you will make mistakes. That makes you human. But learn from your mistakes. Learn from other parents. Learn from the sunnah of our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Read Quran with your children. Learn from Quran examples of how to deal with different situations. And I promise you it will be a win-win situation for everybody. And when challenges come as well, ask yourself, how would my beloved Nabi Muhammad address this? What would my beloved Nabi Muhammad do in a situation like this? By you doing this and having this constant reminder, it's also a reminder to your children when they are faced with challenges in their life. Remember, the times we are living in right now are very, very scary. It's unstable. Lots of change going on. Lots of instability going on. The constant that we have in our life, shukar alhamdulillah, is our deen Islam. The constant that we have is we have the ability to put our heads down in sujood and bow down to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and never ever underestimate the power of dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase in knowledge, wisdom and understanding for every parent, for every youth, for every teacher. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your duas, your beneficial duas and efforts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those whom he is pleased with. Ameen. Allahumma ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. My beloved listeners, until we speak again next week, Saturday, kindly remember me, my sound engineer, Ziyad, and all of us here at Radio Islam International in your pious duas, inshallah. Please forgive us for our shortcomings. May you have a beautiful, purposeful, mindful, and beneficial week ahead. Please don't stop talking about Palestine and never underestimate the power of dua. Inshallah, until we speak again next week from me, Bibi Aisha Lehe. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.